Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. Well, Happy New Year. We are starting our new series called Roots. Before we get into this series, though, I, I do want to just say um, there's something about starting a new year that is almost like starting the first day of school. Do you ever remember the first day of school? You had all your binders so neat and everything was just so organized and it got continually worse as the the year went on. But there's something about fresh starts and a new year gives us an opportunity for fresh starts. And I have this feeling of anticipation about the amazing things that God has for us in 2016. I don't know about you, but over the holiday season, it was, uh, it was great just to kind of be, in the, be with your family and enjoy what God has for us. I was up visiting my family in Ottawa, Ontario, and um, it was a special time. I have two older brothers, one younger sister, and we're all married, and, and there are 12 cousins that my, my kids get to hang out with, and we just had a whole week together. It was a lot of fun. My father's kind of uh, the, the patriarch of the family, and after 42 years, they have let us know they're selling the family farm. My parents, uh, I grew up, at the age of two, I moved into this house that my parents are still living in, and it was a, a hobby farm. They had horses, cattle, and, and uh, it, was, it was the theme of the, day, of the week was nostalgia, and, and every morning, my dad would have a little Bible verse for us and gather everybody together and, and ask all of the cousins and uh, my nieces and nephews what they remembered about the farm. And it was not only nostalgic for them, but it was nostalgic for me because I got to remember all of the things as a kid that I did that I am so glad that the Lord somehow found me and saved me and <laughs> transformed me. One of the things was, is I, I brought my, my son Elliot into my bedroom, which I still slept in my same bedroom uh, when I was home this week. And, and it's a second story, and, and you look out over, it's an old farmhouse with tall, tall uh, ceilings, and it's about 20 feet down. And I said, I said, Elliot, you know, there was a time I was grounded to my room. And I was told I could not leave my room. I could not go out the door. I says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to t- show my parents. And I jumped out the window. Thankfully, it was, it was winter and there was snow on the ground. But, but I share this with my son. We looked out the window. I was like, I later heard my son telling uh, my wife. He says, boy, dad was a really dangerous kid, wasn't he? <laughs> and... Uh, and I, I look back and see all the stupid things that I did as a kid. The, the rebellious things, the things that were just no, non-common sense things. And I, I just thank the Lord that literally he's gotten a hold of my heart. I don't know where I would be today if, if I didn't allow him to have access to the depths of my heart. Really, that's what this Root series is, is about. It's, it's allowing the Lord to expose the places of our heart that, um, that sometimes we think are okay to keep hidden, but the reality is Jesus wants us to live in greater freedom, greater abundance, and greater provision. He wants to provide for us. And for us to receive all these things, we need to allow him to work deep into our hearts. This year, I believe the Lord has told us that it's going to be a year of jubilee. Year of jubilee is is a year of the Lord's favor. It's a year of the Lord's provision. 
And I truly believe that this is the most important series that we can start with to receive the things that God has for us. Because unless we allow him to, to come into the innermost parts of our being, then, then we cannot receive the things that he wants us to have. There's a, there's a pillow um, on my couch. I believe my daughter gave it to my wife for Christmas. It says this. What lies behind us and what lies before us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. You see, when we start a new year, we think about what lies before us. We reflect on what lies behind us. We did something this year uh, that was called, uh, we had a little owl. It was a, a container that we called it a memory owl. Every time that there was a memory, we would take a little, little piece of paper and write that memory down. And, and then just yesterday, we emptied that all out and read to each other the memories of this past year. And it's fun to see what God has done in our lives, but we realize that our past or our future is nothing compared to the very things that are in our hearts, the inside stuff. As we prepare for this message, should we just take a moment and pray with me? Father, I thank you so much for this morning, for the deep things that you're going to reveal to us. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would come and gently nudge those places in our heart that have laid dormant for so long. God, I pray that you would allow us to be open, to, to trust you that you are a good father. To know that if you're prodding in areas of our heart, it's not to expose us, it's not to hurt us, but it's to heal us and free us and to love us. Father, each one who's here this morning is not here by accident. You've allowed them to come. to receive, to be impacted by your word, by your Holy Spirit, and by being in the presence of each other, and ultimately in your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. If you'll turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 17, if you have your Bibles or your smart device, turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 17. Jeremiah is uh, in the prophetic books. He is a prophet. Old Testament. If you were to take your Bible and just almost half, but a little bit beyond half, you'll find Jeremiah. And uh, if you don't have a Bible, there are some uh, Bibles at the Info Hub that we'd be happy to give you. It's important that you, um, if you can, come to church with a Bible. And this is life. This is what makes us who we are. It's the very thing we can build our life on. But as we start talking about roots, as we start talking about the inward stuff, we, we do need to talk about what God thinks about it. In Jeremiah chapter 17, it says this, verse, starting in verse 5. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a shrub in the desert, and he shall not see any good come. 
He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness in an inhabited salt land. The whole first section is about this. Cursed is the man who trusts in man. What he's saying is, if you trust in your own self or if you trust in just people, it will leave us in a place that does not bear any fruit. Our lives were intended to be lives of abundance, to be lives of fruitfulness, to be lives of of giving, of producing. But when we begin to trust on ourselves, let me just start, stop there for a moment. I, I want to ask you a question. You might be, have already thought of this coming into 2016, but you kind of make an assessment of your life. Going forward, I, I want to ask you this. How do you respond when stressful situations come into your life? And are you happy with the way that you respond? What are your defaults? Do you turn to drinking, pornography, getting lost in movies, working out, or working harder? I'm going to ask this question. Do you have the type of joy and freedom in your life that you're pleased with? Or are there still things that you say, man, I just can't get free from this. Or why don't I have this joy? I have all these robbers of joy in my life. Do you have peace in all circumstances? Or only when things are going well? Do I have bitterness in my heart towards others or towards a situation that is out of your control? What is your heart condition like? Am I content with my life or do I still find myself striving? Think of those questions for a moment. You see, those questions actually are answered by the inward stuff, by our heart. Do you realize that our heart actually grows roots? And our roots begin to feed our heart, which then becomes to produce fruit. Do you realize that if you want to find out what is in your heart, it's pretty easy. What fruit are you producing? You see, the roots are evidence of the fruits, or the fruits are evidence of the roots. And, and you begin to ask yourselves, what is the fruit of my life? And, and it's a great time to be asking this question. It's 2016. It's an opportunity for fresh starts. But we've got to go beyond the external, like I'm going to eat better, I'm going to work out, I'm going to, you know, just put some healthier habits. But you've got to allow ourselves to deep, go deeper into our hearts. So let's go back to Jeremiah, because he's saying this. Cursed is the man who trusts in himself and these external things. I can do it. I can have self-control. I can control my circumstance. I can, I can, I can is going to leave you fruitless. But here we go. We go from curse to blessed. Verse 7, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. Can we say trust in the Lord together? One, two, three. 
trusts in the Lord. See, we're not trusting in ourselves because that's a curse. We'll live a cursed life. By the way, it's not God cursed. God is not cursing you. It's just you're going to live a cursed life. It can't produce fruit in your life. Well, godly fruit. We're going to be talking about (laughs) we can produce fruit, but on ourselves we'll produce rotten fruit. So blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream. I love this. And does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green. So in other words, hey, stressful situation comes, the heat comes, stressing you out, no problem. Bring it on. Because we're rooted in the right place, and it doesn't matter what the external conditions are of life, we will still flourish. Oh, you getting excited about that? We're learning how we can flourish in all circumstances. It depends on what's on the inside and what our heart is rooted to. It does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. You see, we're designed to bear fruit. We're designed to have an overflow in our lives, to have an abundance in our lives. But what happens is, over time, we have built up things in our hearts that have been rooted to the wrong things, and it begins to rob from us. We begin to live a cursed life. And God is trying to tell us, 2016, it's a year of jubilee, but but we've got to deal with some stuff in our heart. Now, we don't have to deal with it alone. God gives us people, his body, to help us walk through these things. He gives us the Holy Spirit to reveal the depths in our heart. I'm so thankful that the Lord has done heart surgery on me, and I continue to allow him access into my heart, into the crevices of of who I am. I remember when I was younger in high school I had this girlfriend and I gave too much of myself to her inappropriately and I remember getting so hurt by this girl that I I said these words I said I will never love another woman like the way that I loved her meaning I'm not going to make myself open myself up so much I'm going to get vulnerable again so I'd be hurt again and what I was saying was cursed words to the place that when I married Audra, my gorgeous queen of a woman that I love so much. Baby, I love you. That I had to allow the Lord to do some deep work in my life and to realize I had to repent of a covenant that I made. See, our words have power. And when I made an inner vow of saying, I will never love like that again, I was doing it. I was trusting my flesh instead of trusting the Lord to say, God, you do the work. I want to read to you also in Deuteronomy 29, verse 16. He's talking about those who came out of Egypt. Do you remember the children of Israel? They 
they came out and God had a promise for them. It says this, for know how we lived in the land of Egypt and how we came through the midst of the nations through which you passed. And you have seen their detestable things, their idols of wood and stone, of silver and gold, which were among them. Beware lest there be among you a man or a woman or a clan or a tribe whose heart, see he's going after the heart again, is turning away today from the Lord our God to go and serve the gods of those nations. And here we go. Beware lest there be among you a root bearing poisonous and bitter fruit. Beware, lest there is a root in your heart that bears poisonous or bitter fruit. One whom, one who, when he hears the word of this sworn covenant, blesses himself in his heart, saying, I shall be safe, though I walk in the stubbornness of my heart. In other words, he trusts in himself. And he says, when we trust in ourselves, we are going to trip ourselves up every single time. We're going to say things that are the wrong things to say. Which, by the way, remember we said our words have power. I know in our family this year, we're, going, we're working on this as a family collectively. That we are only going to allow our words to be gifts to people. And when we walk around like that, that our words are going to be a gift for somebody else, you realize that we need to steward what comes out of our mouth. Because our words have power. And when we begin to say things and when we begin to act out of our own brokenness. Now, by the way, brokenness is okay. It's okay as long as we're allowing the Lord to come in and begin to heal those areas that are broken. Let me, let me draw for you a little illustration. making sure I see where everything is going. By the way, if you're watching online, thank you so much. I'm hoping you're going to be able to see this. Here's our heart. Our heart has roots. And our heart can be attached to many things. But what we read in Jeremiah is he wants our heart to be rooted near the river. The river represents life, represents the Holy Spirit, the stream of where God's spirit and his presence is. But we could also root our heart onto things that have bitterness, envy, strife, malice. And by the way, we root there and all of a sudden it will produce of the tree of our life, it will begin to produce fruit. Not too bad. Those are, I guess, apples. Whatever fruit you want them to be. So it will produce fruit, but it will either produce good fruit or bad fruit. And it all depends on where our heart is rooted. The good news is, this series is going to begin to say, how do we cut off some of those bad roots? And I personally have had to walk through that process. And begin to say, how do I root myself 
closer to this river? How do I root myself into the fertile soil? How do I root myself into the good places that will produce the fruit that God wants to produce in my life? You see, we're blessed when we trust in God. That's where the blessing happens. But we're cursed when we trust in our own flesh. So 2016, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be saying, guys, where are, is your heart rooted? I'm going to allow the Lord to inspect my heart. I'm sure there's continually more areas that he wants to reveal. And I, by the way, when I say I'm sure, it's like I don't know. I do know. There's areas in my heart that still need work. But are we going to trust in the Lord? Are we going to trust in our own flesh? Talking about fruit, let's go here for a moment. Galatians chapter 3. Sorry, Galatians chapter 5. Starting at verse 16. Just in case you're wondering, when we say fruit of the Spirit, fruit is not singular. In other words, if I have joy, I have the fruit of the Spirit. It is, he wants us, the fruit is all of the fruit. And we'll mention that here. It's not singular, it's, it's plural. I don't want you to feel like, well, I've got one of them, I'm good. He wants us to develop all of these areas in our life. So there's fruits of the spirit and then there's fruits of the flesh. This is why it's so important to see where we rooted. This areas of the flesh will produce just nastiness in your life. But we're saying the year of Jubilee, this year of the Lord's favor, this year of the Lord's abundance, we need to root ourselves in the place where we can receive all that God has for us. Galatians 5, verse 16. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Right off the bat, he's talking about the Spirit versus the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. You you see the picture. The way of the spirit is in opposition to the way of the flesh. You tracking with me? Okay. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. He's going to now tell you the list of the works of the flesh. Sexual immorality. Impurity. Sensuality. Idolatry. Hold that thought on that word idolatry for a moment. I'm going to explain what that means. Because many of us are living idolatrous lives and we don't realize that we are. Sorcery, 
enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, division, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. So he's not saying the list is complete. He's saying, and other things that are like these. Take a moment and do some self-reflection. How are you doing? What fruit are you producing? By the way, this is not to bring any condemnation or judgment on any of you because I'm speaking to myself here this morning. The reality is we all want us to, to receive everything that God has for us. We want to walk in greater levels of freedom. We want to walk in greater levels of abundance. We want to walk in greater blessing. We don't want to have a life that's cursed. What we're saying is this, here's, here's what he wants from us. Now look at the other list. But, verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit, doesn't say fruits, it says fruit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. How are we doing with the fruits of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit? How are we doing with the fruit of the flesh? And it, and it begins to go into the depths of our heart. You see, the challenge is we try to say, oh, I don't like this in my life, and therefore we try to control it externally. We try to discipline ourselves to create the habit so I will no longer do these things. But the reality is that those are just superficial mechanisms. Because until we allow the Lord to go deep into our heart and realize where the roots have come from, how they've gotten attached, and what are they attached to, we begin the process of praying through and revealing those things and then breaking off those vows that we've made, breaking off those curses that have been placed in our life. We will just walk with external superficial boundaries in our life and we will never fully walk in freedom. But we know that Jesus came that we might have life and life in the full and the spirit of God came that we can live out in the fullness of the fruit of his spirit to have greater joy, to have greater peace, love, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness. That's what I want our church to be known for. That's what I want each one of you to be walking in because there is such freedom and joy in those places. You see, if you've gone through that list and you say, man, I've got a fruit problem. It's really a root problem. You know, so I, don't, I don't like seeing this one aspect of my life. When I start, start feeling stressed out, my default is this. 
and it's negative. See, see that's, that fruit problem is really a root problem. And Jesus wants to get to the roots of your life, of your heart, and bring healing and wholeness. This morning, I wanted to leave some time that we can pray. Many times, these roots have come into our lives years and years and years ago. A lot of them get established when we're young. Circumstances that happen to us at a young age. Words that were spoken over us. Oh, you'll never amount to anything. And you owned it. And a root was formed. Or you got so hurt, you'll say like me, hey, I'll never open myself up like that again. Root problem. Or I don't like how the situation came down and bitterness started to take hold and started entangling your heart with some roots that were going to the wrong places and it no longer was feeding off of the river of life, the Holy Spirit, but it was feeding off of flesh and self and selfishness. And all that does is it becomes a cursed life. In reality, he wants us to have this blessed life. He say, where are you rooted? This series is going to help us understand not only where are we rooted, there's going to be talking about do we need to uproot some certain things? Do we need to get transplanted into better soils? Do we need to cultivate the soil around the plant of our life? So for the next several weeks, we're going to be unpackaging the things within. Because we can talk about the future, we can talk about the past, but the most precious thing is let's talk about what's inside. Because what's inside will spill out of our life. In this year of Jubilee, God wants to pour down on us incredible things. But is our heart so encapsulated with junk because it's been rooted to all the wrong things that, that God's blessing comes down and then just bounces off? Or are we willing to allow our heart to, the callousness of our heart to begin to come off? that we're willing to sever off some of those roots that aren't producing good fruit. To receive all that God has for us. Which, by the way, we have a good Father who loves to give you good gifts. Do I hear an amen? amen. He loves to lavish good gifts on you, His children. And by the way, if you're here saying, well, that's not me because I'm not good enough. See, you've been living a lie because everyone here is good enough. Because we're ne none of us are good enough, which makes all of us good enough. <laughs> the only reason it makes us good enough is Jesus Christ. He did it for us. That's what we celebrated this morning in communion. He paid the price to make all of us good enough to come to the Father for him to lavish stuff on us. But the reality is, is we still need to allow him to do the inner works of us.
I've asked um, a prayer team to be ready and come pray with us this morning. There's a ministry called Elijah House, and it's a ministry that, that works on looking at the inner parts, exactly what we're talking about this morning. To help people walk through, identify those places where we've had those inner vows, where we've taken on some of those lies and we've owned them. And they're trained to help walk you through a place of freedom. So as we close today, I'm going to pray, but as I'm praying, if those who are um, willing and able and to come forward and pray for folks, we would like to make this an altar, a sanctified place, a place set apart for the Lord to do some very significant work. God can do something instantaneously. Yes, he can. But chances are these roots go deep and and these roots might take time to come out. But are you willing to start the process and saying, I'm willing to be rooted to the right place and allow these wrong roots, these roots that have attached themselves in the wrong places, the process of doing some heart surgery. Let's pray. Father, I understand there's a variety of emotion in this room today. The Lord, even as I've spoken, there have been flashbacks of memories that have not been good, and it's brought some pain. Lord, I, I think many times pain is is a reminder for us to to say, hey, wait a second, there's still something right there that I want to heal you from, heal in you. So if you've been one of those this morning that has had a memory that has stirred a negative emotion, we want to pray for you this morning. Father, I also realize that sometimes we've calloused ourselves so much that we have built these walls around our heart that we we do for protection. But God, we've robbed ourselves from feeling your presence. Holy Spirit, I give you permission to work here this morning to respond to each individual's needs. You're so gentle. Holy Spirit, I know that you will never do anything that will cause more pain, that will never condemn, that will never hurt anybody. You're so gentle so kind, so loving. Father, would you help people to trust you as they become vulnerable before you?
Amen. I think what we're going to do is, is we're going to have an opportunity. You can just come up and pray. And then if you feel like you need somebody to pray with you, that you really want somebody to work in helping identify those roots or set you free in an area, you, just, you can just slip up your hand. You'll know if it's you because <laughs> you just know. As we're praying, Richard, do you have a song for us at the end? So as we sing this song, would you just respond as the Lord has asked you to respond? I just want to make this a, a sanctuary and altar. You can come and you can just kneel. You can do business privately with the Lord. But then as you're kneeling and, and as you're asking the Lord to do a work in your heart, if you know that you just need somebody to pray with you, just slip up your hand and, and they would love to pray with you. Um, just so you know who's going to be praying for you, um, Kaylin and Phil, you guys can stand. Kevin and Sylvia. Um, just so you know, Scott and Carla as well. You guys can be praying. Um, Charlie and Kelly, I haven't talked to you, but you guys are more than welcome to, uh, to pray over folks as well. I just want you to know these are trusted people that, and by the way, if I haven't called your name, say, well, I could pray for people. It's just probably so. I just don't know you well enough. I just want to protect this environment um, for that. All right, Richie, you lead us in a song. Let's just respond to the Lord. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com.